everybody. Welcome to another episode of Design Recharge. I'm your host, Diane Gibbs, and so excited. This is episode 299. Can you believe it? We have spent time together for 299 times. I know. Next week with Jeremy Slagle was supposed to be Rapid Recharge number three. I was going to do a three-part, but, well, it was about meditation, so I threw that out the window because I don't really meditate real well. If you can imagine, I'm kind of anxious, and so sitting still, so my friend Brian Harper, a different Brian, he's like, maybe you should try Tai Chi, so I'm going to try that. That with my metal music, I'm just making all kinds of new decisions. Anyway, my mom's probably like, metal music? It's, I don't really think it. Somebody told me yesterday, Jason, that it wasn't very metal-y. Like it was soft metal or something. Anyway, it's Mongolian metal. Anyway, but he gave me somebody else that was like Viking metal. I don't know, but it sounds really cool. Real folky metal, I think somebody says. But I think that's where I, you never, I would, this just not the kind of music that I grew up listening to or that I really liked. But I really, there's something in my core that really likes this. They're using these old instruments and it's just, they're like yelling. I don't even know that they're saying words. I mean, I can't understand them, but it's really um, energizing and calming at the same time. It's just terrific. And I just think you should always be open to new things. Like you can't like say, hey, I, did you know your taste buds change every seven years? Did you know that? Like you can't say, oh, I hate tomatoes because you might like tomatoes now. Did you know that? Andre didn't. Here we go. Um yeah, I, Mark says he likes them too. The, the hue, it's H, it's T H E, and then a space H U. Just check it out. Maybe somebody could pop the the link. It's a YouTube right now, or whatever you know, music. But they're all on YouTube now. But um, I don't think I'll ever like mushrooms either, Amy. But it's not because of taste; it's because of texture. Okay, so this is part two. I'm going to go ahead and get into it. And I just wanted you to know I haven't totally uh, fallen off the wagon. I did make a collage today. So this one's going to be on the can. Obviously, some of it's going to get cut off. But I'll show you a little closer. I showed Debbie Clapper. Look, there are the legs. You see them? I, I taped them in pretty good. But I'm cutting in. Like, I'm cutting things and moving. Th so this is a slit. And there's a slit somewhere else. And these things. Anyway. I'm just excited. Oh, this was a slit. I'm just trying new things. So this will be the new can for today, but I'm going to try to get at least two more. So I have three done because I kind of had to take a little time off. So let me tell you what happened. I've had this happen before. So don't worry about it. I didn't have a stroke or anything, but, but maybe this might happen to you and you're like, Oh, now I don't think I'm dying. Um, thank you, Carrie. I like this project as well. Um, Okay, so I have had, when I have been really tired and stressed, it's happened when I was in Colorado in between year one and year two, the first year and the last year of grad school. I went back to Colorado and I was waiting tables and I was doing design during the day at one of my old um, places that I used to work. And then I would, because I was just trying to make money, of course. Anyway, I ended up not doing that second job, waiting tables. Because it was just too much. I just didn't have enough time to rest. And I'm not really good at resting anyway. But uh, when part of my vision, so I could have my hand, this hand, if I had it in front of me and I was looking straight, I could not see my hand. I could see little parts of my fingers, but it was like this part of my vision was gone. It was like the right side of both eyes were, were, were gone. 
which is weird and a little scary. The first time it was very scary, and I went to the neurologist, but it was called an ocular migraine. It, I didn't have a headache. I never had a headache. It sort of feels like um, I had woke up with uh, the next day, woke up with a bad hangover, or not a super bad hangover, but a medium. It just sort of felt foggy. But in the middle of it and during that whole day, I was really having trouble with my words. Like, Lord knows I always kind of have trouble with my words, but even worse. Like I was just trying to think of the word map and I just couldn't, I knew I could have drawn what it was, but I couldn't have said it. So, um, you know, my dad had a stroke, so I'm always kind of, yeah, if you, you know, you need to be able to stick your tongue out and do those, you know, jump around on a foot. And I'm just kidding. That's not one of the things just being stick your tongue out. I think is one of the things and you want to make sure your both sides of your face are both working synchronously. I don't know what that word is. Anyway, so everything was fine and that it was just me processing. I was too tired. And so I've been staying up so late doing these collages. And then when I do something exciting at the end of the day, if you can imagine, it gets you excited. So then I can't go to sleep. And I'm really a, like, I like to go to bed at I like to head to the bedroom at 9, 9.30, 10 at the latest. And then I play like some, um, yeah, face, arm, speech, time. Time, I don't know about time. Hmm. I don't, anyway, Jeremy, you could type it in the chat. But those are the things you're supposed to look for for a stroke. I knew I wasn't having a stroke. I'd had these ocular migraines before. So I kind of had felt, you know, like foggy a little bit, like I couldn't reach words. So I uh, knew I needed to take some time off and I needed to rest. So I had to work at church. Not that that's a bad thing, but I had to work. So then af after church, I went home, well, I met uh, one of my friends, Alicia. And then I had the thing while I was with her. She's like, uh, are you sure you should be driving? And I waited till it passed, but I did uh, go home and I went to sleep for like two hours and then it was gone. It was gone before I drove. It, it's like a short amount of time. I mean, I guess it can be longer, but anyway, I'm fine. Everything's fine, but I've been trying to not overdo. I haven't been able to have really good work anyway. So I was trying to edit the podcast, which was like this one, it was sort of going off the rails and I ended up, so it was like an hour and 15 minutes last week, right? People, we were together an hour and 15 minutes and I cut it down. Can you believe it? 49 minutes. Can you believe that? That is a lot of cutting, but it took like six hours to do it. So it was, huh, it takes a while and I got a new computer, so it should be better. I don't know. I think something's wrong. I need to use Adobe Premiere. I'm using something else that maybe isn't as good. Somebody's got to help me or give me a video to watch for Adobe Premiere. Okay. So I got to show this video. I don't know if this is illegal to do this. So, you know, I do sort of worry about that stuff, but I'm going to share my screen and we're going to watch this. This really rocked me. I don't know what it was, but it was, I think, Saturday morning. It was Saturday morning. I watched it. Boogers. No, boogers. Boogers, boogers, boogers. There's a couple things I want you to think about. There's an audience, okay? Because this is in front of a lot of people. I see people that are not in karate outfits, okay? There's the audience. There's also colleagues, I'm calling them. So the other kids that are in the class or other people, there's some older kids like this kid in the white outfit right here, you know? I and mean, this kid's really in it and he's right next to him. And then there's this kid right here. And then there's the coach, right? So there's Steven. I don't know how to spell his name, so I just spell it different every time I use it. There's Steven, there's the coach, there's the audience. There's a lot of pressure on this kid. And I want to ask you 
some questions after we watch this. Okay. Look, he's saying, I can't do it. And he puts his hands to his face. The full shame, right? He's in full shame mode. But did you hear all these kids giving him direction and his coach? And then they kind of silence out and they let the one coach kind of get in. Okay. I know, man. It's me too. Okay. Keep going. Please, come on. And he's squeaking crying, you know, like, I'm not sure if that's a real cry, but he's embarrassed. I think he is, oh, man, this really rocked me. I got to get a tissue while we watch this. I love how they attack him at the end. Okay, we're going to go back through. Yes, I'm crying, but this is me. First and watch a commercial. You probably know I got to take my glasses off. Okay, so they all knew he could do it, right? They all knew. Um, there's a time about here where the other kids are like really like um, they're giving him directions. So it's like, think about all the other people that are giving you directions, right? Sometimes it's really loud. And I want you to listen to how loud it is. It's really hard for him to focus. Here's what I love is that everybody knows he can do this except him. Everybody is, um, is seeing what he's doing wrong because we can do that for each other, to be honest. And his coach is, it kind of got quiet there. It focused in, it let him, it's kind of like how you get in the zone sometimes, I think. All right, so here we go. Yes, you can do it. Come on. Yes, you can do it. You got to do it again. Yes, you Okay, so then you'll hear, it sounds like his dad, because it's not the, the it's not the coach at some, um, it's, it's not uh, the coach that's saying this, but they are saying you can do anything. I've really watched this a bunch of times. You can do anything, Stephen. Okay, listen for that. Okay, wait. Now he's about to break it. We've already watched it. Look at him. He's like pissed. He's like, I can't do it. But then he's like, maybe I can. And then he he pulls his leg up so much higher this time. Man, I'm so you know I love you if you're here crying with me. Um, I just I gotta rack it up just a second. I want you to watch these last two kicks. These are the best two that he's done, right? He's kind of just half-assed it the whole other time. Okay, so here we go. Yeah. 
And that is what I love. The teacher's so excited. All of his friends are excited. And they like totally go crazy and they like crush him and they're so excited, right? Why do we think we aren't like that for each other? You know? One, I think we are. This is what it, it rocked me about the people, right? This is why I don't wear makeup, people. I'm real teary. We think that we are Steven out there alone, especially when we're trying something new. It's new for him. It's not new for anybody else. It's hard when you're doing something right there in the beginning that's new for you. And they know you can do it, but they don't. you think that they don't know. They, you think that you, you can't, they don't know you because if they knew you, they would know you couldn't do it. Right. But it's not, that's it. That's that. We don't know the mean you inside your head. You know, we know, and I'm going to have to like blow my nose in a second. I'll cut that out in the recording. But I think one of the things is that why do we think, you know, they're not yelling at you to get it done quicker. They're just getting it in your own time, but they know, we know he can break the board. It's not like the teacher's bringing some like big, thick board that the kid can't break through. He's taught him how to do it, but he doesn't believe he has either the force or the power or the effort. He thinks everybody else can do it, but not him. And I, it's just powerfully come to my attention that I don't care how old you are, if you're a man or if you're a woman, if you're a kid, if you're 20, if you're 16, you're Fred Brown in the Belgium, it doesn't matter. It matters what we think we can do in our heads. And I think at the end, when you, when he is rearing up and he really slams it down, he does exactly what he was told to do. And I think people aren't guiding us astray. But it's not enough to just have the coach. It, you know, it, it's more impactful that you <laughs> just get some tissues, Dave. These are Puffs Plus. Oh, bookers, man, I totally forgot to tell you. It was brought to you by Audible today. These tears just really rocked me. So one, when I have been stepping out into uncomfort, it feels like that. It feels like everybody's watching me. And that there are some people, I feel like the only people I can hear in the crowd are the people who are against me. Although I didn't hear one person be like, Stephen, give it up. You can't do it. Nobody. You know, it's like, well, then you're not surrounding yourself around the right people, I think. There's Stephen. We can hopefully connect to Stephen. I was talking to my friend Damien, and he's like, I never saw myself as Stephen. I saw myself as the coach. And I know Damien is an amazing illustrator. Damien Williams. Somebody can write. Amy, can you write his handle in the thing? Amazing. Like, I told, he's like flying. He has these wings, but he doesn't even see them. But we see them, and it's like, why can't he see them? And so maybe you need to have a coach or you need to have some, a community of people who are going to lift you up because they can see your wings because you can't or you're too mean to even see that you have wings or you're tethering your wings because you're trying not to make anybody else feel bad or I don't know. Mario saying he relates so well to that only hearing the voices against me and, and the head inside your head the most. And now we've talked about this before. If you've been on here, man, that inner voice for me is really 
not nice. You know, I only wear my glasses on when I'm in front of the computer. So I think people think, oh, she's not wearing glasses regular, but I don't wear glasses in real life. Just to read. <laughs> I guess that's real life. Anyway, Damien was like, I don't, I never thought of myself as Steven. I thought, I hope he doesn't feel bad. Huh, maybe I, okay, maybe we're just talking about my friend Jody. I'm just kidding. I always use Jody, but this time I was, I think Damien would be okay. He's pretty strong. But he was like, I never saw myself as Steven. And I think all of us need to see ourselves at sometimes as the coach, sometimes just as a participant in the audience. And then sometimes it's a community, it's that colleague. And so there's always somebody further behind in something that you're doing. And then there's always somebody ahead. Can you write down when you first, um, when you first saw this, who you related most with? For me, it was the audience, the, the colleagues, how excited they were when he, man, I just busted, you know? And then I thought, ah, oh, this is so perfect for what I'm going through right now in stepping out and doing something that's very uncomfortable and it's very out in the public and I have to tell people about it. And this is what I think. I, uh, we were talking about this. I, I think this was last night's Bible study. We do a Bible study called prayer for designers. If anybody wants to join, it's free, right? Um, it's Tuesday nights at 7 p.m. Pacific, 10 p.m. Eastern. And uh, Brian can put a link in if you want to get involved. But we were talking about um, these, ta uh, mina or something. It was like money. What have you done with this? But I always think about the gifts of the talent. You know, your and talents, it was a form of money. But think of it like our skills or these superpowers that we're supposed to be using for life, for helping other people. And if you're not telling anybody, I'm going to tell you one thing. Carrie Ellis is an amazing illustrator. She's a great, absolutely fantastic designer. She's got more grit than a lot of people, doesn't she, Alan? But she will be like, oh, I don't want to tell anybody about my watercolors. And I'm like, what? Or these amazing fish drawings she does. She, Carrie, you should put your, uh, or Alan, put her handle in the chat so that um, you guys can see. To me, it's like, so we cramp down on these, these talents. I think I've talked to some of you guys. I know that there is, <laughs> that there are things that you are feeling, un, you're feeling maybe called to do or feeling uncomfortable to do. Um, I, I, Carrie, for anybody who's watching, she just said facepalm. Anyway, she's probably like, oh, doing the Steven, the, the fake squeak cry kind of but i i think we all have these things i can go through a bunch of you over there on the side that i see my friends that are amazing amazingly talented people and sometimes i think that you and i i do it too so i i'm trying to analyze myself but i i think here's what i think i think we all need somebody to see something in us and my friend Dustin was asking me and my friend Chris was asking me, he's like, Dustin's like, what changed? Something changed lately, Diane. What, what have you done? What happened? I want to know what it was. Did you read something? What? And I think to be honest was I finally, I think with years of Dustin being in my corner and I, I know I have lots of other people in my corner, but you know, sometimes it's like you just hear 
a few people and maybe you you've heard hundreds of people tell you about this new soap but then this one person comes and says hey have you tried this new soap and you're like oh i haven't but i've heard about it right and then that person's the one that gets all the glory because they turned you on to that soap or something but really it was planting the seeds all those years of all how great that soap was i mean maybe you don't have a favorite soap whatever but you know what i'm talking about so i think for me it was somebody seeing something that I respected, somebody that I respected, somebody seeing something in me that was unique. And instead of seeing it as something that I always saw it as something I couldn't use or something, I know this sounds terrible, but something I couldn't make a living at. It was just something I was good at and I didn't know how to like use it for a, a job. And I still don't exactly know. And that's okay. Um, Chris asked me last week, he's like, well, why did you become a teacher? And I said, well, um, you know, I love design, but I said, well, because college was really impactful for me as I learned about who I was. And it was a really, uh, I grew a lot. I understood things. And it was really eye-opening and awakening for me. And I always wanted to do that for somebody else. And I also just wanted to be there for somebody when they were having a tough time. And I think because it is that time period of life where we go through a lot of changes, I th and I actually don't think it just ends in college people. So just so you know, there will be ha other places. But hopefully you will have a community around you that um, will build you up and, and help you. And I think there are times when that community leaves you and you just have to find a new new people who are going to be your tribe. And I sure am thankful that I, I have people in my tribe that like y'all that believe in me. And I just, I can't thank you enough. Anyway, so Chris asked me, so that's why I became a teacher. It wasn't about like teaching people. Oh, I can't wait to teach people about arms. You know, this is a T on the arms or, you know, a leg. I can't, I do an R and then I shake my legs R of the, anyway the leg of the R. But it's not about that. It's really for me, it's about somebody telling me that they're pregnant, you know, or somebody telling me that they're really having a hard time and their grandma died or whatever. To me, that's what being a teacher is. It's all those other things. It's not about design. It's not about the money. Lord knows it's not about the money, but it would be nice if I could use some of these skills for something else. And so it's been really hard. It's been really uncomfortable. I feel like Steven out there in the middle, I'm trying to win a new belt or I'm trying to break a board and I have to be out there alone. I want so much to just go back and sit with everybody else because I'm really good at being a cheerleader. But we all have times where we have to come out front and we have to break the board and it takes work and it takes hard work but I think that this is, this is the next stage. And all of us, maybe we're not in that spot right now. But I know Dave's in that spot. And I'm in that spot. And I think Jacob's in that spot. I think Jason's in that spot again. Going back um, to new things. We're doing things again or trying things, attacking them again. So, and I'm tearing up again. So, I want you to break the board. I want you to find somebody to talk to that can be your coach. And then I want you to find somebody who can be your colleague, right? Not just people you work with, but people who can really be your teammate. And then you're going to be doing it in front of other people. So those things that you don't have to find anybody there. 
But what I really want is for us to be that for each other. And I would really love for you to, I don't, I don't care who you find. I just want you to find somebody. I want you to have somebody who's going to hold your feet to the fire when you're not doing what you uh, said you were going to do. And, but also give you the space to not be disappointed in you and just say, okay, well, what can you do to fix it? How can you make this better this time? I've thought a ton about chaos and order. I've been listening to that, hey, on my Audible app, because this is brought to you by Audible. This is what I'm reading a little bit further. So from 16 hours last week to 12 hours, that's pretty good. Do it when I mow. So, you know. And I'm listening to it at 1.25 because he talks a little slow. I don't normally. These are the only two people I've ever listened to at 1.25. I feel a little bad about it, obviously. You can get a free audio book if you want. Uh, audibletrial.com slash design recharge. So let me tell you a couple things. One, I just think you, I think having, you need some people who are going to be, you have to find somebody who is going to be that accountability for you. And it may be a couple people, but I don't want you to get spread too, too thin. Um, the other thing is something I'm doing. It makes me feel very uncomfortable to talk about it, but I do think it's really valuable. So I'm going to tell you about it. So I'm doing this thing called the, um, power station. Cause I was like, we're charging in my dad worked for the power company. So I just have a lot of these ideas about electricity coming in. I've always thought about myself, like the cord connecting the light bulb and the socket, you know, nobody notices the cord. I'm good with nobody noticing the cord. Cause I'm better at being a, uh, you know, side and cheer, you know, you can sign up if you, if you just want to learn more, you don't have to, you're not buying any. It's like accountability buddies. And, and obviously you do more than just the stuff you're, you're doing at your work or, or at your job, or I know Mario's kind of taken a new turn. He's just has a full-time job and he's like so many of us in transition. Right. And then we're trying to make that side hustle more lucrative. There's, there's so many things we're trying to do and we're trying to do those on the side, uh, at some of your dads, some of your moms, some of your about to be moms like Naomi. So it's all these things you have on your plate, but you still have this goal and this dream to do this other thing. So this power station is like a group of people to come together and we, we talk about it and we meet at seven o'clock, um, Eastern time on Thursday nights. If you're in another country and that's way too late, I'm so sorry. That's what time we're meeting. Um, because a, a lot of these people are working and they're working full time. So if you're Pacific, I hope you can get off at four. If you're Mario in Hawaii, I don't know. I think you're three hours behind there. You could take lunch maybe. Anyway, I just wanted to tell you about that. So the Steven thing, you all have a role. I would love it all, not only if you have a coach, but if you coach someone else. So you find somebody who sees something in somebody else. So somebody saw some, Chris saw something in me and Dustin saw something in me that was specific that I honed in on and I listened to. I don't know why I didn't listen to other people. I don't know. I'm so sorry if it was you I didn't listen to. For me, it was those two people, like there was something about them then they saw something different in me and I was very thankful, but it kind of like flipped a switch for me. And it made it so that it it was less it was more uncomfortable for me not to do this than it was for me to pump it down. 
And I use this as an example when I was talking to introverts at Creative South and I'll go up to anybody, you know, and make new friends. And so I go up and I start talking to these people and they're from uh, Arkansas. And then there was this other girl, Amy. And so I brought her over. I can't remember where Amy is from, maybe South Carolina or something. And um, so we, I start talking, conversations like uh and then i think i introduced taylor you to them because they work at a university too and um you know it's like there's so many things we're at a design conference people there are so many things you could talk to these people about but and i said how does it make you feel when i come up, when somebody else comes up to you and starts talking and they were like oh it makes me feel a lot better i feel a lot better i was like do you do you like to make people feel better? I said, but don't you like to make people feel good? And they were like, yeah, I like to make people feel good. I, and, that, and then this is the hard question. Do I want to make people feel better than I want me to feel? And ooh, you know, that's kind of like, well, I think I am very selfless. You know, I, me, Diane, I think I'm selfless. But man, if I'm holding this joy back, if I'm holding this thing that I think God's given me and, and I'm supposed to have a message and, and share people and encourage people, but I'm holding back because it makes me feel uncomfortable to tell people I'm doing this, then, then it's me. I'm, for me, this is huge. Like, uh, oh, well, you're not selfless then. I'm totally looking out for me because I don't want to be out front. I don't want to be like Steven. Because I feel like I'm going to disappoint everybody because I'm not going to be able to break the board. But I think we will. And I think I'm so thankful that I have friends that believe in me and that continue to believe in me and think that I can make money doing things. And, and I, I believe that too. I think about my friend Damien. I'm like, oh my goodness, you are amazing. You know, like, well, let's, let's reverse engineer it. Let's get this thing going. Let's, you're just sitting on gold and you're just sitting on this joy that is going to bring joy to a ton of other people because he's super joyful to work with. Like he, anyway, I just think that you're never too old. You're never too young. You're never too anything. You know, if you're breathing, you can do it. And I think that you have to bring somebody along you. It might be you believing in somebody that's going to change the change the course of of them doing it. Are you seeing? You taking the time to see? You getting out of your introvert self and going up to somebody else because it's about making them feel better than it is about you feeling. I don't know if that hits you where it hits me, but man, it really rocked me because I think I'm pretty. I'm good at be, for other people. Blah blah blah. But then I was holding this back, and Chris really called me on. He was like you got to do this by Monday. And I was like, Oh, really? Monday. <laughs> but I was like, okay, I can do that. I can do that by Monday. And I did. And so whenever anybody, one of the things was I had to kind of let a couple clients go and one client just keeps calling back and I'm going to have to have that uncomfortable conversation, which makes me feel uncomfortable because it's more important to help these other people than it is to help this one person. And I'm going to set him up with somebody else but I'm telling you that that is this new direction that I feel is, is way more important than not that one, not that that one client's not important. You know what I mean? But I don't feel like that's the direction. Oh Lord, we have 15 minutes. And now it's not just be the beaver people, right? It's not just this. It's also 
break that board, right? I know everybody knows you could break the board. It's not a hard board. I mean, it's a hard board for you. It's a hard board for everybody. But once you pass through that board, you're going to be so much better. You're going to be stronger. And then you're going to be ready for the bigger board. And man, I just, I know it. I see it. Are you going to give suggestions on how to find this community? Yes. A couple things. So one, you could join the power station. Get So if, if you're interested in doing that and you have time at four o'clock on Pacific time, Naomi, I'd love to have you in the group. It's, we're only going to, I'm going to open it up for a week. It's a hundred dollars a month. There's going to be a discount you're going to do for three months at a time. And we're going to track some things that you're going to be working on. And these are people who are serious about their business or serious about the things that they're trying to grow at. So if I really wanted to be a better illustrator, then I would really be focusing on doing those things. And it's accountability in that as well as finding leads or, you know, it's all these things instead of just spinning around, but there are other groups. There are free groups, right? But sometimes it's maybe you have to start something. Maybe it's that you really are better. Um, Yeah. Andre says, start a meeting for illustrators. Absolutely. Why don't you start something in Portland or you start something with some um, other of your friends that, or, or just start hunting out other entrepreneurs or other people that are working moms, right? Because then you're going to have something that's going to connect you together. They don't have to be exactly like you. You don't have to have an accountability partner that is your perfect match. Actually, the thing is, it's better not to. My accountability partner is my friend Claire. She does interior spaces for retail places. That rhymes, interior spaces for retail places. Um, and she's in Arizona, so we haven't ever met in person, but we meet and we talk and we use Marco Polo app all the time and we give each other ideas. And I just think it's about, you know, what you're reading, what they're reading, what they see, what they've experienced. And it's about bringing things in. You can, you know, it may not be a good fit. Um, I just think it's something you've start, you need to start looking for. Now you can do a personal coach. Like there's, uh, business coaches, all over. You could look and see what, what they do. You might just call Andy J. Miller um, from Creative Pep Talk. He opens these things like one hour sessions or something. And he does it, you know, in the summer. or I don't know when he does it, but like that would be something. Maybe you just need a spark and then you could get with a friend. One thing my friend Claire does with her friend Holly, she meets like for 15 minutes a week or 30 minutes a week on the phone. And they kind of visualize what Um, they want their week to be or or a thing that happens, but it means that they had to have a goal, right? And then they have to, to verbalize the goal and say, this is what I want to happen. But if you're saying, oh, I'm going to do this and I don't have any, uh, you have to have realistic expectations, which I'm not so great at clearly because I didn't finish my website. Um, but anyway, Mario, I'm glad you could come. Okay. So Um, I want you to believe in somebody so that it can affect change in their life because you never know what giving somebody a chance or, um, encouragement is going to do. It's super powerful. And then I think it's okay. Um, you got to be okay with disappointment. That's what I learned this week. I totally was disappointed that I didn't get any collages made after I did after Friday. I mean, I'm getting back to it, but I didn't make any after Friday because I was just, I didn't feel good. And I was, I was working on a project on Saturday until 1am. You know, I don't go to bed. I mean, I go to bed at 930 people. 
So I think it's really important that we collaborate. So whether that group, whatever that group is for you, find some people. And I think it's about being intentional, finding people where they are, asking if, I mean, me and Kim Pinella, we used to, we still do, but meet once a week. I have a group of girls that I meet every other Friday with. To me, I just made it. You could do that. And it's it's like six, seven women, sometimes five, sometimes three, sometimes just me and one other person. And I think and we're in a Slack channel and it's loosey-goosey sometimes and then it's really hot and heavy other times. And I just think, you know, things ebb and flow and you just have to see and you have to be there but you just have to start. You can't expect somebody else to always come up to your table. You have to be that person that's affecting the change. And if you need a change or you want to change, then you have to do that thing. You also have to have courage. I think about, man, if Stephen was alone and it was just his coach, mm, he wouldn't have needed as much courage. It was hard. It was hard to put his hands down. It was hard to get in the stance. It was hard. He just was flapping his foot. He wasn't really going for it. I don't think it's because he didn't know how, which I do think that's what it is sometimes, but it's about reminding that you do know how to do it or you do know how to Google something and figure out how to do it. And then the other part, it's three C's. I think it's about community. And I think that community, the people in the audience, the people that are your colleagues, the people that are your teammates, I think it's finding a team. And I've been very lucky. Um, there, are, there are tons of groups that are Facebook groups that are free. There are LinkedIn groups. I don't know how good the LinkedIn groups are for like working through some of this stuff. But I would find something. And if I would, one, if you're going to mentor, then also be mentored be a mentee to somebody because then you can also, and you don't have to be the, with the same mentor, the same accountability. You could say, Hey, can we just do this for, for six months? Um, could you commit to this for three months with me? Or could you meet with me? You know what I mean? Like it doesn't have to be lifetime forever. Um, that gut direction, taking that path means um, that you are going in a direction that nobody's gone or that the people you know haven't gone because otherwise you'd be following but you're doing something that you are uncomfortable with but you feel called to do or you have a gut to do so I think about that it's like there's the trip there's the path it's well worn and then there's the path you're supposed to take right we feel like that we're like oh man I shouldn't be on this path anymore I gotta go off and so then you want to go off, but you're just hitting briars and you're hitting all kinds of weeds and, and vines and you have to cut them down. And this takes effort and work, but you have to have an idea of what could be on the other side that, so that you don't give up and you be the beaver and you just keep breaking the board. The other thing somebody told me, I think I told y'all last week was you have to, to be the leader you're not even trying to be the leader. You're just trying to do something different. But because you're doing something different, you are the leader. And a lot of times you have to get out in front and you have to be the jester. You have to be, hey, I don't understand. Or, and you're the only one who doesn't, you think you're the only one who doesn't understand. So you have to be the one that looks like the idiot, right? But you're not. You're just asking. Like if they're handing up a bunch of free stuff, 
and everybody looks like they already have their free stuff, then I'd like the free stuff. So if it's knowledge or information or if it's uh, candy or milk or whatever it is you want, why don't you go up to the front and say, I'd like some of this. So you have to be that trailblazer. You have to understand what that means, meaning it's not easy. You can do it. Don't kid yourself that there aren't going to be sacrifices and there are going to be excuses. And what excuses are you going to allow and what excuses are you not? What excuses are the excuses in your head that you're going to be like, nope, that's not an excuse for me today. Um, and just know it's hard. So there's this chaos and order. So the yin and yang, I don't know why this book's been talking about it. When I was at, at church, they were talking about chaos and order. I was talking to my friend Claire. I know you can't see it, but I did clean off. Well, and then I started collaging. But I did clean off that desk because uh, I have this lady coming tomorrow. Anyway, um, so it's pretty clean. Well, it will be when I leave um, again. But there's chaos. So, But if you look over here, it's really chaos. Like the students... <laughs> My past alumni know that it's pretty chaotic in my office, but it doesn't bother me, I guess, because my mind is orderly, but I don't really think my mind's that orderly either, as you can ask some of my students. But I think that it's about what you can handle and what the chaos, I think there's always a, a two-sided. So there may be this, think about all the books, one of the things that I probably didn't post yet, but the promos was a library and I was like wow this is very orderly but man it could be chaotic in a second you know some little kid throws all the books or goes down or or a tornado right um rips all the books there's automatic chaos because it was just or or a fire right it's all these papers so it's just it's it's perfect it's it's kindling right but but right now how it is it's ordered and I, I don't know exactly why I'm telling you that, but it just feels like with Steven, there was order, right? There's a lot of order in karate or whatever he was doing. But then there was so much chaos in all of the stuff, the chaos in our heads, the chaos in our heads that's not good. And then there's maybe some chaos in our heads that is good. That's our creativity and it gets us going. So I think about these rock Karens and I don't know if you know what a rock Karen is. So I'm going to show you really fast. That's a rock cairn. Anyway, but this is a rock cairn. So in when you're in Colorado and you're hiking, there aren't any trees or there's not a lot of trees sometimes. And there's plenty of trees in Colorado. But like in Moab or any, there's lots of places in Colorado too. Those rocks form as uh, markers for a trail. And, you know, you're just balancing. So you're just finding some rocks and leaning them up or, or doing it. So you're marking a trail. So I would challenge you to mark a trail. It can be anywhere. It can be at your house. It can be on your desk. Get some rocks and mark this, that this is the beginning of something and that you are making, this is the beginning and you aren't going backwards. You're not coming back off onto the other trail. You're going to commit to this path that you feel. And if you don't know what you're called to do, then just keep exploring because I think you're, you will get there. Just keep looking at other off you just don't have that feeling yet and it'll come. And then I also think, can you measure it? So you have made the stake in the ground. You made the rock, Karen, right? 
and it's C-A-I-R-N, just in case anybody cares. I think about the, you know, making a claim saying this is where I'm putting my flag is also saying I'm going to do this and move forward, but it's also this is how niching happens. And it's saying, I'm going to go for this. And it's scary. It's really scary for me because I'm not a nicher, but I think I'm now trying to do this. Um, can you measure it? If you can't measure it, I'm not, you know, hey, I've been three miles on this path. Okay, that's a measurable distance. How are you going to measure? Are you going to measure to try to get more followers? Okay, is that the goal to get more followers? I mean, maybe. But for me, it's not about, I don't care if I have a thousand followers. If I have, um, if I have a hundred people in my, in my group, then I'm good. If that's what I'm measuring. So it doesn't matter how the larger reaches, I actually feel like God will get us to wherever we need to go. And I, I, I think Jeremy and I are going to talk about that next week, just about how maybe faith uh, comes to play of just trusting that things are going to, but I heard something wrong. You know, my, I have a ear disease, osclerosis. I don't really know how, I definitely don't know how to spell it. Um, but anyway, um, it's, I, so I hear things funny. This is my good ear. No, this is my bad ear. This is my good ear. And no, I think this is my good ear in this. I heard, I was listening to a podcast, uh, Alicia Colon's podcast with Jeremy Slagle, who's going to be on next week, just so you know. Um, and he was saying that, uh, he said faithful, but I thought it, he said face full, like your face, you, you know, when you hold somebody in your hands and it's like you have their full face. I was like, wow. I think that's sometimes what God's doing with us. Like, no, no, let me hold your full face. So it's your focusing just on me, right? So I want you to hold your full face and have a face full on what you're focusing on instead of being so chaotic, right? And spread in all directions. So maybe it is putting the phone down, hiding it, turning it off for a certain amount of time. And then picking it back up in an hour and a half or doing these, these work sprints or four hour sprints or, or whatever it is you decide to do, do something so that you can be really present with, I think what you were being called to do. And if you don't know what that is, I'd start investigating it. How bad do you want it? Horse blinders kind of. Yes. Um, I also think it's just really gentle to think of God holding my, you know, my face in his hands and be like, Diane, focus on me. Um, and what I want you to do and what I have planned for you. And I just think that's pretty powerful. I think he does that all the time. You know, we just maybe aren't, aren't, uh, aren't listening or aren't me. I'm just talking about me. I'm not still enough maybe, or I don't not be on the phone or listen to a book in my car. So just being quiet, going for a walk without earbuds, just walking. Okay. So. You're going to collaborate. You're going to be the community. You're going to be a great team mate. Um, and you're going to find some other people on a team. And I think a, a, you could do a small team. Naomi, if you want to attack it, then maybe um, try to find three other women that you could connect to. Or it doesn't have to be women, but you could do other women that you, they could that have a similar schedule to you that you could meet with. And, you know, you may, you may ask eight people 
and then only three end up really doing it. And I think that that's a great start. And you just start doing life together. It's because I hear bad, Beth. Beth said, oh my goodness, Diane, you're so encouraging. I really appreciate it because I appreciate you how you're encouraging me. Um, and she said, that was me saying that last part. Anyway, she said, I love the ideas of faceful. And I think I hear wrong. And I'm so thankful I hear wrong sometimes. Um, thank you for letting God use you to lift us all up today. Thank you. I appreciate it. Thank you so much, Beth. Okay, so I appreciate you guys sticking around. And I'm going to tell you about a couple of links that you can find. And I hope that you will lean into the uncomfort. And maybe you'll meditate on your own and be quiet and let your head be focused. Uh, be my what I would challenge you and me to do. And I'm still working on my website. It won't be by the end of May, but it'll be real, real soon. Okay, um, I wanted to let you know that another way, so many of you are supporting the channel and you're doing this challenge with us, this drink um, challenge. It could be any drinks, right, Derek? Any drinks. Uh, if you want to do beer labels or beer cans or beer bottles or boxed water like Patricia is, you can do this challenge with us. And it's a, you can support it on Patreon. So for a dollar, $5, $19, I'd do the $5 thing if that was me. Um, you get a little bit, there's more content right now in that thing. Um, so that is the challenge. If you want to follow us, you can you can do it on your own. You know, it doesn't matter. Just hashtag it. Do it with us. It's design, recharge, B-E-V-S, BEVS, like beverages. But it was just too long to do all that. So here's another way you can support the show. So Patreon's one way. You can always give us a review. And iTunes, I would love that. You can hit like. You could do a comment. Mario and I have been, um, Beth and I, we got for it to be friends just by doing comments on YouTube. So if you're, uh, or SoundCloud, I do read all those. Um, but if you hit a comment, you have something that really hit you, man, we will go back and forth with some conversations and we'll probably get to be friends. We'll probably do a video chat. So, so stick it, put it underneath and hit like and give us a review on iTunes if you want or Spotify or wherever. Hey, I put it on iHeartRadio this week. I don't know if it'll get accepted. The other thing is that you can, um, I'm reading the 12 rules of life, rules for life by Jordan Peterson. He's a Canadian, Dave. There you go. Another Canadian. He is a professor, I believe of psychology really fascinating. It's really long, long book, but it's, uh, you know him, Dave? No way. I think, oh, not personally. Okay. You know who he is because you've read this book. Man, I just about had a, another stroke. <laughs> I didn't ever have a stroke, people. Just my dad. And he's, he's okay. He's fine. I mean, not perfect, but he's perfect for me. Um, oh, he went to the University of Toronto. Not the University of Tennessee, what my mom and I probably were thinking. Okay, so, yeah, I got you, Dave. Um, so, um, 12 Rules for Life. It's been really good. I mean, again, I'm not super deep in. I did have taken some notes. That's what I love about Audible is that you can – Siri is much better at taking notes in Audible app than she is anywhere else for me. But she takes the note. I'll just take a note. And then it's forever you have it, which I love. Anyway, it's like so much better for me than the book, the library because you can't take notes except on a piece of paper and then you lose those. And now I have them with me all the time if I want to. Anyway, 
it stays in your library. So um, you can download one of these or pick another book that you've been dying to read if you go to audibletrial.com slash design recharge. Look, you guys are getting to be friends. Anyway, um, and I like to build websites using the Elementor plugin. It really can be used with any theme. I use the Divi theme, but you can, um, and this, these are all affiliate links, people, so I get a little piece of the pie uh, when you buy them from these. So if you're going to buy them and you want to, I'd love for you to use the, link, the links. It's bit.ly, B-I-T dot L-Y slash D-R Elementor. It looks like Dr. Elementor, but whatever, or Relementor. Um, and then the Divi, if you like that, if you don't really like maybe Elementor, there's a free version too, so you can check it out. But the powerful one is really good. And then the Divi is a theme, but they also have a builder, which you can use with any theme as well. And Jeremy says he loves Divi because I turned him on to the Divi. Um, and if you can go, you can go there by bit.ly slash Diane loves Divi, D-I-V-I. I don't know if it has to be all caps, but Diane just has one in people. I think that's it. And again, audibletrial.com slash design recharge. Anyway, that's it. I, man, you guys have given me so much of your time. I feel like my friend Jim Merck, he went to Auburn with me and he was always like, he was the kid who um, worked, he had this beautiful, long, blonde, curly hair. And he uh, would work, he'd work one semester on at IBM, right? And one semester he'd be in class and one semester on and one semester in class uh, doing co-op, right? Anybody else do co-ops? Anyway, it was really uh, helpful. IBM, yeah. See, I remember. I remember. I have a good memory because um, I've never done drugs, people. Drugs are bad. But so Jim, man, he, and he was amazing illustrator, like he just on fire. So Jim, I so appreciate you. I kind of maybe thought you were just, uh, <laughs> you clicked in and then you went to the bathroom or to lunch or something, but I sure am thankful you gave me your time today. I'm actually thankful all of you guys gave me your time. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. I'm super thankful to have y'all as my friends. Like I, I literally know you people and the people that are here live and anybody, if you're not live then may you can be live you just give me your email address if you go to designrecharge.org or you go to rechargingyou.com and you can sign up and then you can come live and join us every week on Wednesday at uh 2 30 eastern 11 30 pacific you have to do the math if you're somewhere else Jim says I want to unpack this topic for my life I'm glad Jim I'm glad I could start the start the trail there for you so if you are interested in being part uh, or you want to apply, there is going to be a little application process, which is just like answering a few questions to make sure that you're a good fit and it's a good fit for you because I don't want you to waste your money. I'm so too cheap to, right? Do you remember about the straw at Starbucks, right? No worries. It's never going to hurt my feelings at all. So please, please, uh, if you want to apply, just go to rechargingyou.com slash power station, all one word. 